your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch, and today we're going to be talking about Ivan Barbashev and Oscar Sundquist. We're going to be talking about the Blues lines at practice today. Sounds like Kyle Clifford will be out. He's placed on COVID. Uh, James Neal took a puck off the teeth. A lot to break down there, and we're going to round out today's episode by taking a look at some other teams across the league. Before we hop into that, I want to thank you guys once again for making us your first listen of the day. Uh, Whether you're listening to us on the way to work, grabbing a cup of coffee, uh, or have us on in the background while you do your work, uh, we do appreciate you guys uh, making us your first listen. So without further ado, I want to talk today, uh, I want to start off today's episode uh, by talking about the bottom six, because it sounds like Oscar Sundquist uh, is making the trip and is expected uh, to be back in the lineup soon. It sounds like he's back in the contact drills, so that's always a good sign for a guy that's been working his way back towards getting back into the lineup for so long. Obviously, a torn ACL is a brutal injury to try and work back from, and he is an integral part of that bottom six and kind of the heart of that bottom six. So getting him back on this team on the penalty kill as a scoring threat, as a defensive threat, uh, he kind of does it all for that bottom six and really ties them together as a whole. He was a big part of that cup run. So getting him back in the fold is going to be huge for this team. Uh, But Ivan Barbashev, I think, deserves a segment by himself. So I want to talk about him. And I think the closest comparison we can make to Ivan Barbashev is Oscar Sundquist. Because if you guys remember, uh, in 2018 was really when Ivan Barbashev kind of kind of broke out for the St. Louis Blues. And that season, he had 14 goals. Now, that next season, he went on, that Stanley Cup season, uh, he had 11 goals as well. In both of those seasons, uh, in 2018, he had 86 hits with 14 goals. And in 2019, he had 144 hits with 11 goals. So as much as we like to think about Ivan Barbashev as being kind of a wrecking ball, and I think right now he's third on the team in hits. He's the second forward on that list. Only Clem Costin has more than him. So I think given those two stats, obviously they're kind of handpicked, but I think those are the two stats you can kind of look at when you assess a guy like Ivan Barbashev. Uh, he's going to bang the bodies. He's going to bring the hits. He's a bottom six guy. That's what he's going to do. But he's also a very capable scoring threat. And I think because of the last couple of seasons and the fact that these games have been shortened, uh, we haven't really realized that as much. And so I think going back into a full season where we'll see the maximum amount of games, we're really going to see where Ivan Barbashev has uh, not only thrived in years prior, but uh, the progress that he's made in the offseason. So kind of going along with that, if we look at Oscar Sundquist's stats, in the 2019 Stanley Cup run, he had 14 goals and 100 hits. And in the year directly after, he had 12 goals and 60 hits. So I think... Uh, kind of taking those two years and those stat lines, obviously the two years directly after those, like I said, pandemic uh, kind of doesn't really give you a right gauge of where these players are at currently because the sample size is so small. But I think just from a general perspective, I'm going to make the assumption here that if Oscar Sundquist and Ivan Barbashev score 10 goals in a season each, we're probably going deep in the playoffs. And if they do if they do their thing hitting bodies normally and those guys on our bottom six are scoring 10 goals each or more, 
uh, we're probably going deep in the playoffs, and this team is an absolute wagon. I mean, we're probably going to touch on this in the next segment as well because uh, Ivan Barbashev's line has moved up, but that Barbashev, Thomas, and Tarasenko line looks like our best line right now and our most productive line. And I don't think it's entirely on Vladimir Tarasenko's revenge season, and I don't think it's entirely on Robert Thomas playing out of his mind in the hockey that we know that he's capable of after a season that we saw uh, him riddled with injuries. I think all of those things combined may add up to it, but I think another thing we have to take into consideration is that Ivan Barbashev is, in my opinion, playing the best hockey uh, that we've seen from him since that cup run since that 14 goal season and honestly I would wager that he's playing even better than that right now. Now if you're into uh, a little bit of analytics and projections that 14 goal season that Ivan Barbashev had that we're talking about uh, he was shooting 23% on that season uh, as a whole which is across the span of 80 games so obviously that's a massive sample size. Uh, this season currently Ivan Barbashev across the course of seven games so obviously a little bit smaller sample size but he's shooting at the same percentage so uh take into that what you will but i think if ivan barbashev returns to that form of a 14 goal season if oscar sonquist comes back 100 percent healthy and does exactly what we expect him to do and plays the hockey that we know that he's capable of i, I think this team has every makings of being a stanley cup contender again and i know i keep saying that but the more that I say that, I feel like the more the national media uh, just decides that there's so many better teams out there than the Blues, and I just have to disagree with them. I know Florida's hot right now. Obviously, the Hurricanes haven't lost a game yet, but I think when you take into consideration the names on this roster and the depth at forward and the capability of this defense, Scott Perunovic waiting in the fold, Tory Krug playing hockey like Boston Tory Krug. Marco Scandella returning to the Marco Scandella uh, that went on a hot streak in 10 games with Colton Pareko the second he touched ice in St. Louis. Colton Pareko skating around with reckless abandon, uh, not being timid, not being worried about his back. He's playing full-fledged hockey. He's blocking shots. He's banging bodies. He's taking shots from the point. I think this team is doing everything right right now uh, to make us believe. And I know as Blues fans, that's dangerous. And I know as Blues fans, uh, there's times when you don't want to believe because the second you start believing and dive um, headfirst in and get your hopes up is the second that they crush them. I understand that 50 years being a fan and, and the Stanley Cup drought, I completely get it. But if there was ever a team to be excited for, not just in a fairy tale storybook type ending like Gloria uh, and all those things that happened in 2019 but a team that is capable of pure dominance from day one all the way to day 80 and all the way through the playoffs all the way to June until we fall asleep in July this is absolutely the team to do it now if you're like me and you're falling asleep in front of the TV every night in front of these hockey games uh, I gotta tell you about our friends over at DirecTV Stream, because I've I've usually got one device that lets me catch the game live, another that lets me stream my favorite TV shows, and then you're watching sports highlights on your phone. You've got your neighbor's best friend's dogs logging for the good stuff. There's a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle, and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. 
That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. When we come back, we're going to break down the news of today. Uh, what's the update on Kyle Clifford, Oscar Sundquist's return, Brandon Saad's return, Ryan O'Reilly's return, uh, the line rushes in preparation for tomorrow's game against the Kings. We're going to break it all down here, so don't go anywhere. All right, so just some recent Blues updates. Kyle Clifford has entered the COVID protocol list. It's it's not really sure yet whether he is symptomatic or asymptomatic, so we don't know whether or it will be 10 days or less, but uh, something to keep an eye on. At the very least, he won't be available for the Kings game, so slot in neighbors or slot in Neal. Uh, but the practice lines for today were Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen, David Perron on the first line, Barbashev, Thomas Tarasenko move up to the second line, Brandon Saad, Tyler Bozak, Pavel Bushnevich on the third line, and Clem Costin, Joshua, and Neighbors on the fourth. And the defense have been same all season. Scandella Pareko, Krug Falk, Walman Bertuzzo, Mikula's the odd man out, and Jordan Bennington and Joel Hofer uh, is with the team now as well. As you guys remember, Vili Husso is in COVID protocol, uh, so he's not going to be available. There is a possibility with this being a back-to-back uh, the Blues face the Kings on Wednesday, and then the Sharks, I believe, on Thursday. There's a possibility that we could see Joel Hofer make a start. I know it seems like a bit of a stretch, especially with uh, how young Joel Hofer is, but when you take into consideration the road trip that the Blues are currently on, they'll be playing the Kings in LA, the Sharks in San Jose, the Ducks in Anaheim, and then the Jets in Winnipeg, all before they go back and play the Predators at home. According to Luke Korak, it sounds like Ryan O'Reilly will be available by the end of this road trip. But you play the 3rd, the 4th, the 7th, the ninth, and the 11th. So when you throw that back-to-back in there, it kind of throws a wrench in things. And you don't want to wear out Jordan Bennington by any stretch of the imagination. However, if you take the Jets out of this equation, uh, I think the talent level of these teams is uh, considerably lower than kind of expectations or the kind of teams you're going to be seeing later down the road. So if there was ever a time to rest Jordan Bennington uh, and get Joel Ho for some reps at the NHL level, or even if Vili Husso were available, I'm sure he'd be started. But the fact that Joel Hofer kind of throws a wrench into things, I still think he's going to get one of these games in the back-to-back to give uh, Jordan Bennington a rest. I would honestly prefer him start the Kings game because they're missing Dowdy and because besides Kopitar, they don't really have uh, a lot of offensive threats right now and it still feels like they're kind of figuring things out as a team Uh, they're not as intimidating to me right now as the san jose sharks so i would i would absolutely love to see jordan bennington start that sharks game i think he starts it no matter what but i think the king's game is kind of up in the air at the moment something else that's kind of up in the air right now not really up in the air uh but something i want to talk about uh so the new acquisitions obviously there's always kind of a layover with the Blues, and I think part of that was due to COVID and the pandemic. When you bring in guys like Justin Falk, when you bring in guys like Tory Krug, uh, it's really important for them to kind of immerse themselves into the fabric of the team uh, in terms of chemistry, in terms of synergy, in terms of uh, getting a place here and kind of diving headfirst in the community, right? And I think 
We're seeing dividends of Tory Krug doing that this season. Uh, we're seeing dividends of Justin Falk doing that over these last two seasons. He's really rounded out into a leader for this team, and he's playing some of the best hockey we've seen from him in a Blues jersey. But currently, as it stands, Pavel Buchnevich and Brandon Saad both have two points on the season, which obviously it's a small sample size. And like I said, there is going to be a learning curve of guys getting situated and getting their feet wet in the system. But I think this road trip is a perfect opportunity uh, for that line of Saad, Buchnevich, and Bozak, I believe, uh, to gain some momentum and gain some confidence because these guys are, like, there's a reason we brought them in. There's a reason we went out and, and acquired them this offseason, right? And I think uh, Craig Berube kind of moving the Thomas, Barbashev, and Tarasenko trio up to the second line is obviously a commendation of the play that they've put together but I think it's also a kick in the pants to uh that Buchnevich line to say hey like I know you guys are new here and I understand that uh, things aren't clicking right now but like let's get her going maybe give them a little bit less ice time so they have more energy in the tank at the end of the game so it's a best of both worlds kind of thing where you're moving up a line that's being more productive but also uh letting another line know that you're expecting more from them and want to see more from them and I think uh, given the opponents that we're going up against, like I said, besides the Winnipeg Jets, I don't think they're too intimidating. So I I will be watching that line closely and kind of see uh, where they're at in terms of their acclimation to this team. James Neal can kind of fall into that category too. Uh, he's got two points on the season as well, but I think uh, we can all agree that as much as James Neal has been a scoring threat in his career, we're not expecting the same kind of production from him as we are from Buchnevich and Saad. But we can keep an eye on him too. I mean, if you're looking at shooting percentages right now, David Perron's shooting 25%. Jordan Cairo is shooting 14%. Vladimir Tarasenko shooting 12% with 31 shots. It's ridiculous. Ivan Barbashev is shooting 23%. Brandon Saad's right up there shooting 16%. Uh, but he's only shot six times. And obviously, being on COVID protocol is is going to reduce that number heavily because he missed a lot of games. But I think my point still stands, though. I would like to see Brandon Saad shoot the puck a lot on this road trip. I'd like to see Buchnevich shoot the puck a lot on this road trip uh, and just kind of see what happens. Create some havoc in the offensive zone, uh, get some chemistry, get some looks, and uh, put together some wins for the boys. Oh, God. Here's here's a fun stat I just realized. Um, Ivan Barbashev has more goals for all intents and purposes of the highlight reel that Jordan Cairo has put together. He's a point per game. He leads the team in assists right now. He's got nine points in seven games played. Ivan Barbashev has more goals scored than Jordan Cairo currently. Ivan Barbashev has three. Cairo has two. So I think both of them are driving plays uh, for their lines. I mean, everyone knows the kind of dynamic that the Blues like to run on their lines. They like a playmaker, they like a goal scorer, and they like a puck hound. And they absolutely have that in Jordan Cairo, Braden Shen, and David Perron. They absolutely have that in Tarasenko, uh, Robert Thomas, and Ivan Barbashev. So I think those are going to be probably two names to keep an eye on on this road trip as well. Jordan Cairo and Barbashev. Barbashev's going to be that puck hound and he's going to get those assists and he's going to get those goals too on those breakaways, on those odd man rushes, on those turnovers. Jordan Cairo uh, is kind of be going to be that playmaker. He's going to be setting up David Perron. He's going to be setting up Braden Shen with some fantastic looks. He's going to be setting up a lot of people, uh, but he's going to be 
breaking ankles at the same time while he does it. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I can't wait for this road trip. Uh, I hope the Blues, especially with all things considered with COVID and the protocols and the amount of guys that they have out of the lineup right now, I'm going to play it safe and say I'll be happy if the Blues take three out of four of these games. I think one of those, either that San Jose Sharks game uh, might come up and bite us just because, no pun intended, might come up and bite us just because I think a lot of people, myself included, aren't really expecting the Sharks to make a bunch of noise this year because they've been just not good, to put it frankly. So I think the reason for their success this season so far, early on this season, uh, is because they're catching a lot of teams off guard, and I'm hoping that the Blues won't be caught off guard because they can see uh, that that's happening to a bunch of other teams and that this team is competent and is offensively talented, and they do have some weapons, so hopefully they take them seriously and handle their business. But I think that Winnipeg game, too, is another one that could potentially be a toss-up depending on what the Blues lineup looks like, what Winnipeg's lineup looks like, how Connor Hellebuck decides to show up for the game, so... Uh, it's always going to be a battle, those Central Division games, and I think either one of those could go either way. So, I'll, like I said, I'll be happy if the Blues take three out of four here. I'm not expecting a full sweep, but if it happens, I'm not going to complain either. Now, if you're not impressed with the quality of our opponents like I am, uh, you gotta, you're probably going to have to take the over on some of these games. Uh, so if you're going to do that, you got to throw some money down at Bet Online because they're back and better than ever. A new web interface to start off basketball season and more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online remains your number one spot for all basketball, football, and NHL action this season. Head to their new updated desktop or mobile website to sign up to sit today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKED ON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, NHL, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's at Bet Online, where the game starts. When we come back, we're going to be talking about a little bit around the league action. What teams look good, what teams don't look good. Uh, what's going to happen with the Colorado Avalanche this season? Who knows? Find out next when we return. All right, so hopping into around the league news, you got to talk about the Canes and the Panthers because I feel like these teams are one and two in terms. They're kind of a cut above everybody else, right? I mean, both teams have won eight games. Panthers have only lost one. Canes are still undefeated. Freddie Anderson, dude, imagine getting a rejuvenation, a second chance back with the team that drafted him after being held hostage essentially in Toronto media for so long and being blamed for so many things that were wrong with that team, that weren't entirely his fault. Comes to the Canes, get a second chance. He's off to a fantastic start. Kind of the same thing uh, with Bobrovsky. Maybe not a second start. Dude signed a lucrative deal. Uh, Hasn't panned out. They tried everything from hiring an entire boardroom of coaches to try and help figure out what's going on there. Obviously, Quinville stepping down is going to be a huge loss for them, but it's absolutely what needed to happen. He should have never even been behind the bench in that game. But I think this team is good enough, and the depth that they have at goalie, the depth that they have at forward, uh, they're doing everything right. I don't think losing a coach like Quinville is going to even matter to them uh, because they're such a weapon right now, such a wagon right now, uh, that I don't think anything could slow them down. The Blues obviously are up there. I think they're fantastic, but the Flames are up there too. Jacob Markstrand is playing lights out. 
Already has like three shutouts on the season. Dude's playing out of his mind. And Goudreau's flying down the ice doing his thing as well. So whenever you got that going good for you, you're looking pretty hot. But you know who's not looking pretty hot? Vegas Golden Knights and they've been off to a little bit of a shaky start uh, they do have a lot of injuries so we have to take that into consideration but the team hasn't scored on the power play yet we're eight games into the season I think they've had like 35 opportunities on the power play and they haven't scored once so that might be something to keep an eye on Rangers look pretty good Adam Fox is doing his thing Shesterkin looks like a nightmare for opponents the Avs are struggling early. I think they're going to be okay. Uh, they've had a lot of guys in and out of COVID protocol, kind of like the Blues are going through right now. But I, losing Kale McCarr and seeing him go to injured reserve is a huge loss for them. So, I, And their defense, uh, we talked about it every time we go up against them, but I think their defense is catered more to offensive scoring potential than it is to lock down other teams, and especially when you got Darcy Kemper in goal now. I mean, I thought Philip Grubauer being in goal for them was kind of weak, and he just kind of relied on that defense. Darcy Kemper is right around that same conversation. So I don't know if the Avs are going to be as dominating as they were last year, especially with everything that they're going through right now. But I feel like it's too early on in the season to really say. Uh, but still kind of a concerning start for them. If I were an Avs fan, I'd be worried. But honestly, I like the way that the Wild are playing. And I feel like I'm mentioning a lot of Central Division teams. So uh, that's that's either good or bad based on what I'm saying. But I, I love the way the Wild are playing. I think it's going to be make for a really entertaining Winter Classic game. Uh, Kaprizov hadn't found the back of the net until tonight. Uh, so he's finally got the monkey off his back. Hopefully he can find the back of the net for them a lot more. But he's getting the assists. He's doing the right things. It just didn't go in until now. You got to mention Joel Erickson Eck too, because I think one of the big knocks that I had for Minnesota uh, for the past couple of seasons is not having a true number one center. And I still don't know if Joel Erickson Eck is that guy, uh, but he's playing well enough right now to uh, insert himself in that role for the time being, if that makes sense. I don't think he's the answer moving forward. I think guy like Marco Rossi is probably a little bit closer to the skill set and dynamic talent that you're looking for there. But with Erickson Eck doing what he's doing right now, he's a good net front presence. I feel like he could be a number one center, much like David Backus, as opposed to a number one center like Ryan O'Reilly. So, And he's pretty good defensively too, so maybe he's kind of somewhere in between that dynamic. But I am very impressed with the way that he's playing, and I think uh, Minnesota... Uh, the Minnesota and Blues games are going to be a lot of fun, especially that Winter Classic. The Kraken, I feel like everyone's kind of rooting for the Kraken because their jerseys are so sick, nasty. Uh, I'm still waiting on getting one, but I'm I'm planning to make the purchase soon. I do want a Vince Dunn one, so you got to do what you got to do. But they're just not... We knew that their defense would be their strong suit, but I don't think a lot of people realized how difficult it would be for them to score. And it has been difficult for them to score lately Brandon Tanev is doing his thing uh, Jaden Schwartz just got on the score sheet it looks like Vince Dunn is kind of uh, rising above the ranks and being a, a diamond in the rough if you will for Seattle but I think with any expansion team it's always going to take time obviously the Vegas Golden Knights kind of popped off right off the jump and made the cup their first season uh, that's an anomaly but I think with the crack and it's kind of a breath of breath of fresh air for the rest of the for the rest of the league, be like, okay, yeah, maybe uh, the expansion rules are okay. Maybe Vegas just got lucky because the Kraken didn't really do a whole lot of wheeling and dealing 
And maybe that was because they just didn't want to. Maybe that was also because other teams weren't willing to make the same mistake they did with Vegas. So uh, whatever that reason is, I think a, a lot of people are breathing a sigh of relief that the Kraken aren't just bonkers right off the rip. But at the same time, like I said, I, I think a lot of people were rooting for them because their jerseys are so cool. And uh, it seems like a lot of Seattle fans are excited for their team, even Seattle sports fans that didn't watch hockey are now watching hockey and trying to learn the game. Uh, and I think that's always great for growing the game and growing the community of hockey, which is always a good thing. But they've got time, uh, but unfortunately we do not. So that's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in to the Locked On Blues podcast. Make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to and ring that bell on YouTube. That way you get notified every time we go live and you can ask us questions. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at LockedOnBlues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12215. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. But like I said, thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.